Welcome into another episode of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. I'm Danny Jones. And I am Samantha Jones. And this is episode 170. 170. What is the topic today? This is why are we so anxious? Why are we? I don't know. I ask myself this every day. (laughs) There's many reasons (laughs) why. Yeah. We'll talk about them. Many, many. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Before we do that, you want to share anything from last week? Yes. Last week we did Releasing Fear. And Panapet sent us this nice message. She says, thank you for the great episode. I didn't get a chance to catch up with the discussion questions on this page, which I feel I missed out after catching up with your recent episodes. Everything sounds like it came to me at the right time. Fear is my biggest lesson to learn and overcome right at this moment. Actually, I feel it's been there the entire time, but I've just been more aware of it recently. It's quite funny to me when you mention people rushing to do things because they're afraid they're going to die before they do that. For me, that would be beneficial. I may have been in my own comfort zone for so long that I don't have that sense of urgency, which could be a good source of drive sometimes. I have a lot of fears that I fear failure and fall into that category that I fear so much that I don't even try. I fear of my parents passing, but this has been less since I started listening to your podcast. I fear rejection that I reject and sabotage myself before anyone else could get a chance to do it. Sometimes it's a fine line between between it doesn't feel right to me and it's so hard. I'm so afraid and I don't want to do the work. Thanks again for the great content as usual. Much love to you and everyone in this community. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Thank thanks, you so much. Yeah, thanks for your honesty. Yes. You know, that That's probably the most important thing, I think. Yeah, I think it's important for people to know that there's others that relate, that we really all have so many of these things that we're talking about, the fear, Mm -hmm. the anxiety, all of it. And we just don't talk about it. Right. We really don't. It's like it's there's some kind of stigma. I think it's better Mm -hmm. nowadays than it was like when we were kids, Mm -hmm. like in the 80s and 90s. People didn't talk about that they were anxious or had fear or anything like that. But now we can't. We talk about it more. So it's good. Yeah, I agree. I think it kind of becomes like a a fad to like put a front on. Yeah. That, you're right. That we all got it together or life is perfect and maybe we could connect on different levels yeah. if we did share some of those things and were honest yeah. with each other. I agree. Absolutely. So, so thank you. Yeah, thank you for that, Pan and Pat. Uh, I have some very exciting news I would like to announce today. Oh, my God. <laughs> so last week we did the, the fear episode, and I was stuck in a place of fear because I was approached by an internet radio station about having my own live weekly radio show. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how this was going to go, what I was going to do with this, and it was it caused a lot of stress and anxiety. But as it turns out, I will be having my own 
radio show come november now it's just a 13 week trial see how it goes how we do but we're going to be doing uh, live calls so i'll do live readings on the air and and a whole lot of different things so i'm very excited about it um yeah and and nervous at the same time it's very much stepping outside my comfort zone but at the same time i was hoping that if i was going to do something else in this area that it would be radio because i don't necessarily like to have my face all over the place right so this this is good for me so um, yeah so i'm excited and at this point the name of it is going to be beyond the bridge with samantha jones because that's what my business name is so so you can look for that in november and i'll be plugging it very cool uh, exciting congratulations thank you very much thank you long time coming they wanted the podcast they did but we didn't want we're very protective of our podcast, and we didn't want to go live with it. Yeah. So this is just a better avenue. This will allow us to reach more people, mm-hmm. uh, people that are interested in different things that yeah. maybe the, people see our podcast, but they don't know what it is. Yeah. But then they hear me on this radio show, and so it brings them over to the podcast yeah. and vice versa. This so, company is impressive. I yeah. mean, you know, the amount of, uh, I think it was like 130 countries, what, 3 million listeners? 3 million mis- listeners a month, yes. A month, so, and that's a lot of countries, so that's a lot of, um, yeah. a lot of area that you'll be heard in, and that's pretty exciting. Yes, it is. It's, I, that's really what I, all I want is just to get the word out there, and however I can do that, that we can do that, the better. Right. That's so, awesome. Yay. Yay. One more step in the right Thanks, direction. Thanks, universe. Yes, thank you, universe, for that. Not that I'm not a nervous wreck, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fine. Okay, so let's see. We answer two questions every month, uh, the f- or every month, every week. <laughs> uh, the first one is from Rebecca. She says, I'm very scared with the state of the world currently. It seems war for the U.S. is imminent. The disease issue is getting worse. The cost of basic needs are skyrocketing. Do you have any psychic advice on this subject? And I think people try and ask me this, like, on this, like, like down low. They're like, so, what do you think about Russia? Not trying to ask for, like, psychic advice of it. And so I'll tell you my feelings. And I'll quote Billy Joel on this. We didn't start the fires. Okay, this has been going on for a long time. Yeah. These issues that have been going on world, through the world are not just starting. And I know it's scary, especially when the guy from the UN gets on TV and says, this could be a, the, it. This could be a nuclear disaster that ends the world. Mm. That's a very scary thing to hear. Yeah. But I think both of us believe that that's not going to happen. That... If there was that kind of threat, there would be intervention, whether it's from the universe, from other life forms, Mm -hmm. there's, there would, they would not let this earth go out like that. No, not, not completely annihilate itself. Mm -mm. No, they not saying that there couldn't be war and even a nuclear attack, but um, it's not going, that's not how the world, I don't believe that's how the world's going to end. No, no, uh, there's. I'll tell you that I am concerned of of war, um, but not in the United States uh, necessarily. With the United States, yes, it's possible, um, but I wouldn't worry about it on like the amount that the news is telling you. Like, don't watch the news; it just makes right. things worse. Really, it's 
it's going to be, I, I feel more of what it's always been. Like you were saying the other right. day, it's like the Cold War seems to be happening again. Yeah, it's like reigniting. Right. And as far as like the inflation and everything goes, it is normal. This happens. It goes up and down. These things are all like a roller coaster. We live in Southern California where gas has been one of the most expensive in all of the United States. Mm-hmm. I think we got up to, what, seven yeah. and a half? dollars something like that now it's down to like five i think i paid 550 yesterday or something like that um that's still ridiculous it is still very much ridiculous but it has gone down and this is how things work so we have to try and and calm ourselves when these things happen same with monkey pox and covid and everything these are things that are always happening it's it's always something all we can do is focus on the positive focus on what is going on with ourselves Mm -hmm. because What's going on in Russia or other places in the world, we have no control over. So no matter how much we sit here and we worry about it and think about it, it's not going to change what's going to happen. That's why I don't watch the news, because I feel like it's just it's it's just makes my brain angry. Yeah, it, it's just it's not worth it. <clears throat> so I guess my psychic advice on this is is go on with your life. This isn't psychic advice, and this isn't sarcasm to the question at all either, but my advice would be hold on and enjoy the ride. This too, yeah. Um, Because I, and I was speaking to you about this earlier today, about when our souls decided to come into this life, we chose a particular period of time to come. And I believe uh, that like Samantha came in this time to help uh, and as well as me, in the change of the world, yeah, to help spread, uh, you know, maybe a different point of view or philosophy, if you will, about this, and that this is really an amazing time to be here, because so many things are now coming to the surface of things that we were either indoctrinated or educated to learn um, growing up. And we're finding out that might be very different. Yes. So this is really an, an exciting time to be alive. Is it scary? Yeah. Does it make you anxious? Yeah. But I definitely think that we chose this time. Yeah. And so because we wanted to see this. So try not to worry, you know, about it all at once. Yeah. Really. Because you really can overwhelm yourself. You can. And, you know, I know a lot of people, when I say don't watch the news, they're like, but how do you get your information then? I still know what's going on in the world. I'm, you know, I, I do. But it's when you watch the news, it bombards you with this stuff. If you are sensitive, if you're like an empath or anything, you might also pick up those anxiety feelings of mm. the newscaster that's telling you this story. Mm. The The news is it's there to make us worry, unfortunately. Yeah. I think it's Canada that I heard that only has positive news. It's probably not the whole country, but I want to say there was a place in Canada I heard that they, the news is nothing but positive. That would be so great. Could you imagine how much that would change things if... If the news was positive, even if it started off with a positive story instead of just right into. So here's all of the shit that happened. Right. Yeah. So. So there's some advice psychically and (laughs) non-psychically. So I hope that helps. Um, Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. And then the second question is from Cindy. She says, what does it mean when someone says namaste? I'm too embarrassed to ask at yoga. 
So if <laughs> that's a good question, it's a very good question. If you've never been to yoga, at the very end, the the instructor will say namaste and do a little bow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when I first started taking yoga, I was in my early twenties, and the instructor said this, and in every class, and I felt like myself and pretty much the rest of the class, because it was like a beginner's yoga class, was like, what what do we do? What do we say? Right. What does that mean? Uh-huh. Nobody knew, so I totally understand the embarrassment of not wanting to ask in in yoga, but. My instructor at that point did say, so you know, when I say namaste, it is just me, my soul recognizing the soul in you. Right. It's it's bowing to you. So right. I wanted to read this, what I found online, so that I can give a better explanation. It says, uh, ask most people in the yoga community to translate namaste, and the common reply will be something like, the divine in me honors the divine in you. It's a lovely sentiment that has inspired many a yoga studio poster, but is it accurate? Nama means bow, as means I, and T means you. Therefore, namaste really means bow me you, or I bow to you. So there you have it. That's how I took it. Was like forget about the physical. Yeah. Let's recognize the soul, the spirit in each other. Exactly. You know, exactly. In a loving, respectful way. Absolutely, because that's really we're a body with a soul. Yeah. yeah. And so what you're saying is, I see beyond right. the package. Yeah. I see what's inside of you, and I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So there's our questions for the week. So Very good. Thank you, Rebecca and Cindy. Thanks, Cindy and Rebecca. Okay, and then we do a reading every week. All right, so this morning I received a message from Patricia. We talk about Patricia a lot on the show. Mm -hmm. And she asked if I would be able to help with a dog that um, has gone missing and really doesn't have an owner. Mm -hmm. And so she says, this dog was given the name Gypsy Rose after she showed up last Saturday morning at a horse rescue. They think she is two years old, was making tremendous progress within a couple of days' time, and then she was gone. This is... The in-between story is sad and makes you lose your faith in humanity. Where is she and will she ever come back to the rescue? Uh, Let me give you a picture here. So she escaped from a rescue? She escaped from a rescue that she showed up at. Okay. This dog has had, yeah, (laughs) this dog has had a really rough life. This is in Arkansas. um, And... I've never been to Arkansas, but I know that a lot of those areas in in the south and around there, um, they don't have fences. They This looks like a hunting dog to me, which means that it might have been out hunting and got lost from the pack. Mm. Um, I feel like this dog has been through a lot, but a lot of it is trying to get back to a place that it calls home. And that's why that's why this escaped happened. Um I feel like a lot of people have found this dog. I really am interested in knowing the in-between story, but I told I told her not to give me it because I, I didn't want to know and, like, you know, have that affect mm-hmm. the reading or anything. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like a lot of people have seen this dog, have found it, have tried to help her, uh, and in one way or another, it just hasn't worked. She's an escape artist. She likes to be on her own, but I feel like there's some physical things going on here. She may have been hit by a car at one point because I feel some issues in in a couple of her legs. Uh, also with her mouth. For a two-year-old dog, this dog has some issues. 
It's really sad. These are the types of cases that I have a really hard time working on. Um, But, yeah, she made a lot of progress in that time that she was there to the people that saw her. But in her own mind, this wasn't what she wanted because she wasn't comfortable yet. She hadn't, you know, it takes time for an animal to adjust. This isn't any case. But this dog has been on, on her own for so long, off and on, that and like trying to get back to this place. Like there's one place in particular that she calls home. She doesn't understand why she can't get back there. And I'm not sure if this is that she went missing from this place or she was dumped. I want to say that she went missing, that she lost her pack, whether this is human. I see other dogs though. I think that Mm. she was in some maybe training to be a hunting dog or there was something going on and she went missing. Um, that goes back to an original situation though. What has happened in between has been very unfortunate for her. Uh, there might be somebody that is still to this day looking for this dog, but I feel like she is quite a ways from this place that she calls home. And the more that she travels, the farther she gets away. Mm. Um, somebody will find her again. <laughs> I feel like this <clears throat> is going to keep happening. Um, but she's okay right now, but I, I don't think that she will go back to where she was. I don't think that they will find her again. I will ask her to, but right now that is not her plan. And I don't know that she has, that she knows how to get back there, but I will ask her to, and we will see sometimes that does work. You'd be surprised just saying, just go back, give it a chance. Um, but she does like being on her own more. Her faith in humans is pretty much non-existent. And she, I think she felt like it was imminent before she was hurt again. And that's why she left again and to find this place that she calls home. So, um, very sad story. And I'm sorry. I didn't know that it was going to be that sad. I was hoping that I was going to have some better news. Hmm. Um, but there are a lot of dogs that live like this and it makes me really sad and i did read that they are opening one of the largest uh uh, animal facilities for stray animals and animals that are like on death row in alabama so the south will have a place that they'll be able to take a lot of dogs because this happens a lot down there a lot more than you might hear here in california she sounds like a master escape artist. She is. She, I can tell that she's a good jumper, not so much with those legs anymore, but <clears> quick. <throat> and it's a flight or fight. Mm-hmm. And so instead of fighting, she flights. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm sorry, Patricia. I wish I had better news. But um, I hope that she will find somebody at some point that is able to help her in, in whatever that capacity is. Yeah. So. Anyways, okay, and then one more thing before we go on to the episode. Let's give our info real quick. Okay. So you can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. You can reach us at the podcast at spiritualjoneses at gmail.com or on social media, look us up at spiritualjoneses. Mm-hmm. And for you. Yes, for my art, djonesartcollection.com for the web and at djonesartcollection for Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Yay. And that's it. Fabulous. All right. Well, then, episode 170, Why Are We So Anxious? Yeah. <laughs> you know, anxiety is something that I have battled my whole life. Yeah. And in this spiritual journey, it fluctuates for me. I don't think my anxiety really gets where it used to be at all. 
the spiritual awakening and understanding the universe more has helped. And I definitely try and encourage people to work on that more if they're very anxious, work on learning about the universe and, and, and how all of this works. Because I think once you get a bitter grasp mm. of the universe, it does help to calm you down to right. a certain extent. And things that um, that may trigger you from past, like, you know, because of past experiences, if you're more aware of what can trigger that, you you have an easier time of sort of talking yourself down, rela- yeah. relaxing yourself, because you're just acknowledging it. Ah, there it is. Okay. Just take it easy. Yeah, absolutely. So first, what is anxiety? Anxiety is a feeling of fear, dread, and uneasiness. Anxiety can be a normal reaction to stress, like when you're facing problems at work or making a big decision, or anxiety can be a disorder where it doesn't go away or can get worse over time. So I asked our listeners, do you suffer from an anxiety disorder? Um, like, have, have you been diagnosed? And 61% of the people that took this poll said they have been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. Wow. That's a lot. That makes me really sad. Yeah. 18% said that they haven't been diagnosed, but they know that they have anxiety. And, you know, more than just your normal. I, we, I think we all probably have anxiety to a certain extent. Yeah. But not where it affects your life every single day. Right. But it is way more common than we realize. Right. There's way more people out there that if we could talk about this more, maybe we could help each other. Because I know that when I was a kid, I used to keep a lot of my fears and anxiety inside. Because when I would verbalize them to an adult, an adult would tell me that's stupid. You don't know what, what you're talking about. Don't be ridiculous. Right. You're exaggerating. Whatever it was, we asked these questions. We need to know these things. Because probably half of what you were bringing up, they were already anxiety written over. Yeah, it's true. This is like a natural process I was sharing with you. Like our parents protect us from certain things growing up, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so when you would come up to them with this worry, often it was this brush off of, ah, don't worry about that. That's when, you know, I know full well now they, They it definitely was in their mind. Yeah. You know, even something like death, instead of teaching our children that this is something to fear, not to give them license to go out and be reckless and end their life early, but don't be afraid. Right. Because it's only better after this. But live this life while you have it the best you can, you know? Yeah. That that kind of teaching will spawn certain anxieties even in our kids. Yes. You know, if we're at deathly afraid of certain topics and, you know, things like that, yep. the kid's going to pick up on that whether there's words or not. You right. know, you just intuitively can feel that energy between two people in that moment. But yeah, I can tell you that I can trace a lot of my anxiety back to childhood, a lot to what the adults did that yeah. maybe they didn't mean to do. I have been afraid of lightning most of my life. Um, we don't get a lot of it in Southern California. No. And there was one time, I think I was like, nine or 10 that we had a really bad lightning and thunderstorm here in Southern California. And I was with my grandparents and my room was upstairs and I was sound asleep, slept through the whole thing, except for like one or two little things at the end. My grandma came in the room to check on me and to take me downstairs because she was afraid of lightning hit the house. And I was upstairs, you know, that was her fear. So 
in waking me up and making me go downstairs, I woke up and freaked out. And then when it was over, she took me back upstairs and my bedroom faced this hill across the street. And I saw her peeking out the window. And I'm like, what are you looking at? Nothing, nothing. What are you looking at? Nothing. Keeping, you know, looking out the blinds still. I went and I looked out the blinds and there's a fire across the street. Mm. So... This sparked a huge fear in me to the point when I moved to Las Vegas and they have monsoons all the time, which people are probably seeing a lot mm. of right now. Yeah, there is a lot. This is what it was like. What you're seeing right now in Vegas is what it was like when I first moved there. And I was terrified. I didn't know this. I would be in my car and I would start crying. I, I've gotten over it to the most the most part, but she did a lot of damage to me with those two things. She yeah. didn't mean to, right. but she was scared. She was right. anxious. And because of her anxiety and her you fears, were feeling it. You yes. Pick up on it. Exactly. And we do that to our kids and we don't even realize it. It it's sucks. True. And then they carry it. And then, and then we, them have to find a way to get over it. Yep. And I think that's probably one of the most important parts for us as adults is to figure out what it is that are causing these things. Like, you know, I, I did acknowledge that this was what brought on my fear of thunder and lightning, but at the same time, because of the fire and everything, it was, it was a logical, uh, fear. It wasn't like I was just being ridiculous. Like I also used to, uh, fear a plane crashing into the house. Cause yeah. I heard that on the news once kind of irrational, but, right. but again, yeah. you know, we, we have to, we have to take a look at these things yeah. and see where they come from and try and fix them. Uh, I did see in my research that one in five people suffer from debilitating anxiety. That's a lot. That's a lot. If it controls your life that much, it's a lot. It, it, yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I think it, and I've known some people that not many, but I've seen a couple situations where it can, it can literally freeze them in their tracks. My grandmother was the worst. Yeah. She was the worst that I, I know everything, every single thing was a worry. And I don't know where that really came from with her, but she definitely spread it on to, to me and my mom. And it's, yeah, it's not a fun thing to have to deal with. I've been fighting it my whole life yeah. uh, and I probably will continue to, but there you have that. Um, let's see. So what gives you anxiety? I asked our listeners this. The number one thing. Any guesses Not what the number, <laughs> number one thing is money. Yeah. <laughs> money is, oh, man. If we didn't have money, life would just be, it would be different, but it would be so much easier. Yeah. It really would. Or if there was like an equal distribution of money so that everybody had the amount that they needed and everybody felt mm. like they could have a roof over their heads and feed their kids yeah. and whatever the, the basic needs. There's so many people that live without the basic needs. It's very sad, very sad. And so I, I understand. Oh, I, I'm not surprising. That's number one at all. Yeah. I think that's probably in my life. One of the top three <clears throat> things that, and even having money, even the times that I have money, I still worry about it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you're free. Right. It's sometimes people that have the most money, they actually worry the most. And a lot of times that's because they live above their means. Mm -hmm. We don't know, like these celebrities that have so much money, right. like Michael Jackson, he was actually in a lot of financial trouble. Yeah. So he, there's a lot of poor people that live above their means. <laughs> absolutely. There yeah. are. Yep. Yep. The second one was not knowing what lies ahead. Yeah. 
we had a talk last night yeah. and I think it was the, the, the next one was fear of the future. So I think it was like those three things that were kind of what we were talking about that brings on yeah. the anxiety and the fear. I'm a psychic and I don't know what lies ahead for me. Yeah. I know bits and pieces, but I don't know like when something bad is going to happen, I can feel it a lot of times, but sometimes <clears throat> things just hit out of the blue too. Yeah. It's So I have a very high anxiety because I don't always know what lies ahead. So I can understand too that it, without abilities, you have that anxiety. Yeah. Um, I One of the ways that I have tried to help myself is I do realize that I have a baseline anxiety level. I have a place that I am at every day. It is not relaxed, unfortunately. I'm hoping that one day it will be. I'm working on it. Right. But well, I that's, do... Yeah, that's the whole idea is yeah. to work on it. Because you said earlier, like, I, I'll probably fight that my whole life. And I thought, well... I don't know if it's fighting. I think you're just working at getting better, you know? There's just so many pieces to it. So many things she made me afraid of. Yeah. Uh, So, so yeah. Anyway, so there's that baseline of anxiety. So for me, when, as a psychic, when something might be happening for me, if there is going to be some kind of warning, I will be either way more anxious and you see it. You Mm. see, even when there's something like a question that's asked, if I get anxious over it, it's a no. It's a big fat no. So I know when my anxiety gets worse that it's I need to be concerned or it's a no or whatever. Right. Or if I'm completely calm, if I'm completely ridiculously calm, then I know well, what's why am I so calm? Because it's not like me. I would love to be that calm, but again, there's a baseline. Yeah. So I suggest that you everybody find their baseline of anxiety. Ask the way that I did this. This is something I've only done over the past few years, and I have not been doing it as much lately. And I need to is I ask myself when I feel myself getting anxious: Is this your normal anxiety? Right. Is this your baseline? What does this feel like? When I started it, it was, what does this feel like? Take account of how you feel right now. How does your body feel? How does your mind feel? And take notes on that or whatever. Figure out your baseline that way. And that really has helped me. And and I do that a lot of times when I get anxious. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the big wake-up call in that department was, you know, like, well, more than 10 years ago during my separation and divorce and I got shingles. Oh yeah. (laughs) And that's when I realized I have to do something internally different. When I start feeling this overwhelm feeling. Yeah. You know? Yep. The shingles is not fun. No, I got it too. And And I'm young to have had that, you know, usually it doesn't come until later. Yeah. You got that when we first started dating. Mm -hmm. So that was, Yeah. Almost 10 years ago. So, yeah, you were early 40s. I got it in my late 30s. Yeah. And we both struggle with it now. Yeah. It's They say that you get it once and it goes away. That's not the truth <clears throat> at all. We both take medication because when we stop taking the medication, we break out in shingles. Yeah. And it I've is, had it twice, yeah. I get it every time that I stop taking the medication. It's it, My neck starts hurting wherever the shingles broke out. It yeah. is very, very painful. And, you know, at that time, I didn't even think that my anxiety level was that high. I do remember I was having panic attacks and stuff. Mm. Um, But because of my past, I thought it was normal. I'm like, this is just normal. Uh, Now I realize, no, I was very stressed at that time. And if I did 
try to go off the medication now, maybe it wouldn't be like it was before. But and we've talked about that. But right. every time we're both like after a couple of days, it's it hits again. So um, right. that's it's a piece of word of advice from two people right. that have suffered from the shingles. Get the shingles vaccine yeah. and stop worrying so much. <laughs> yeah, that's the best thing you could do. Because I don't I've gone off periods where I can not take the medication and try it. And I don't break out in shingles, but if I like got high anxiety yeah. and I'm not taking the medication, yeah, I could very well. And it again, it's painful. It's not fun. It is very painful, and a lot of times you don't even break out in the rash. You just feel this like <clears throat> horrible nerve sensation, yeah. and oh, it's miserable. And and it is. My grandma and my mom both. They used to say, "I have the shingles again." And I think it's like karma now because I'd be like, "You know, you get the shingles once. What are you talking about? You have the shingles again." Right. Well, here I am. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and they were so high anxiety all the time. Yeah. So I, I understand. Yeah, it's not fun. No, not at all. So yeah, we we need to learn to uh, not have anxiety levels like that. Uh, let's see. So we did money, not knowing what lies ahead, fear of the future. The next one is my kids. Mm-hmm. Kids bring on a level of anxiety for a lot of the reasons that we've already talked about above the yeah. money reason, the not knowing what lies ahead, yeah. fear of the future. We're facing ours that <clears throat> that's starting to look at colleges here pretty soon. Yeah. And college tuition is not cheap. She's no. very smart, and so we're hoping she'll get scholarships and stuff like that. But that's a stress. Yeah. That's a stress in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, w- one of the things my grandma used to do with me and my brother is don't drive at night. Don't, don't, you, being totally afraid every time. Call me when you get there. I found myself doing that with Marina, with worrying right. about, is, is she home yet? Even like if I fall asleep and she's not home, and that's the first thing I ask you when I go right. to the bathroom. Is she home? It's this anxiety of you want your kids to be okay. Right. You want to make sure that they have what they need and mm-hmm. that they're they're okay. And it is very stressful. Very stressful. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about this earlier too, that you know, there's hang there's there's healthy anxiousness. Yes. Uh like a good example would be a kid on Christmas Eve and he's so anxious he doesn't want to go to sleep because he's so excited or they're so excited for the next morning. Yeah. And, or you got a job interview and, you know, you're anxious for this job interview because it could mean great things for you. Um, that's a healthy anxious. There's an excitement there. Yeah. It's it's when these fears that manifest themselves within us and create this anxiety yep. that can become un what feels unmanageable. Yep. But really, it's your mind doing it to begin with. Yeah. So it's your mind that will be the one to help you. Yes. But you really have to want to address those things, mm-hmm. especially the things that make you from your past. That yes. make you go, uh-uh, here it <laughs> comes, you know. Yeah. I When I was 18, <clears throat> I moved to Las Vegas, and my mom would not let me drive to Las Vegas by myself. She wouldn't. And because my ex-husband, he was driving the moving truck and his dad was driving his truck. And so I was going to drive by myself. No, absolutely not. She made my aunt go with me. And then Marina says that she's going to go to San Francisco with some friends. And I start thinking about, oh, my gosh, I'm facing the same kinds of things that my mother was facing with me. Yeah. And I'm seeing now them now from my mother's point of view. Right. 
and I'm feeling the anxiety that she was feeling and understanding she wasn't trying to ruin my fun. She was concerned. She wanted me to be okay. Mm -hmm. I thought she was being selfish. And it also puts into perspective then, like, you know, you could see yourself flashing back to your room at grandma's house and seeing her stare out the window and realizing how easy it is to then project your own fears yes. without even saying words necessarily onto the child. Oh, yes. Or your own anxiety on the child. So, yeah, like, you know, we're obviously going to think all these terrible, scary things of, oh, my God, San Francisco, what do you mean? That's like six hours away. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, the, and who's going? There, you, you, the people in the city. and the, lives there. It's, um, you can get yourself going. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, because when we went there the very first time, I had two people scream at me mm. or, well, one scream at me and the other, like, I thought was going to try and kill us. Like, literally yeah. hid while it was just ridiculous. I so I was totally, yeah, worried about her. And then I go, you know what? You wanted to live your life and you were okay. You <clears> have <throat> to trust and yeah. let her. It doesn't mean I don't worry because I still do. Right. I still worry. I, I don't think that. But I, I try not to let myself get anxious about it like my mom and my grandma did. I try and learn from, from that, that that's right. not healthy. And that doesn't help the child. No. It really, you have to, I don't tell Marina any of this. She doesn't know that, that I worry like that because right. I wouldn't want to worry her so much in that way. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. It is tough. The next one on my list was PTSD, which kind of goes with everything that we're talking about here. That if you have post-traumatic stress, you know, you have anxiety. Mm -hmm. I have serious post-traumatic stress from my mom's passing. And so I worry about people dying. As a medium, you would think that that wouldn't bother me so much. I understand death. I understand it's a cycle. Eh, doesn't matter. After what I've been through, it's Mm -hmm. really hard for me. And I do struggle with that still. So if you out there struggle with PTSD from a loss or anything like that, please know that it's it's very normal. It can be worked on absolutely just like anything else, but it is hard. Yeah. PTSD is a hard thing no matter what caused it. Yeah, nobody – it's not easy. No, no, definitely not. Uh, let's see. But it's possible to help yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely it is. There's a lot of different things that we could do, and we'll talk about that later on. I want to read this. This is from Jennifer. She says, I have always learned more towards, always leaned more towards being depressed than anxious. Lately, though, I have been more anxious. My job is causing anxiety for me, and it used to be an anxiety outlet. Other things are causing anxiety, too, but the job is one of the top three. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel like that about their jobs. And that makes me sad. It really does. Because I really feel like we're supposed to do what makes us happy Mm -hmm. for work. And if we have a job that makes us anxious, that and I I don't know your situation, Jennifer, but maybe it's not the right place. I think when your job stresses you out that much, Mm -hmm. that maybe there's something else that the universe is trying to say, you should do this or or something along those lines. Um, I try to view that maybe as like a season in your life, that it doesn't necessarily mean it will always be that way. Yeah. Because it wasn't that way for you before. Yeah. So there is a way to get back there. But it's a season. Maybe there's something to learn from this for you. I don't know what it is, but that's what you have to search for, you know? Yep, absolutely. 
so let's see. I also asked our listeners, what happens when you're anxious? What happens to your body? Because like we were talking about with the shingles, it really affects us physically. And, and a lot of times we don't even think about that side of thing. Um, the most said things were restless or tense. Mm. So right now, and I've done this a couple of times on the show, but people that have a lot of anxiety and mm. tension they will understand why I say this. Recognize right now, where are your shoulders? Are they up by your ears? Is your jaw clenched? Is everything tense? If it is, relax it. We don't even realize most of the time that we're doing that. I clench my jaw and it's the worst habit, but I don't even realize that I'm doing it most of the time. And that makes us more tense. When we're, our bodies are always tense. It's like we're preparing for something. We're just, a ball of tension. Mm-hmm. So we have to think about that throughout the day. I really have tried lately to to be observant about that with myself. Is my jaw clenched? Are mm-hmm. my shoulders relaxed? If they are are clenched, I I relax everything, take mm-hmm. some deep breaths and try and relax and that helps some mm-hmm. of that physical tension. For sure. I love those kind of meditations where you can just sit there and focus like, you know, starting with your toes. Yeah. And then your feet and then your your lower legs and your upper legs and really paying attention to your anatomy and what it, each part feels like. It's amazing if you just sit and concentrate on one part of your body, how you can really start to feel it. Yes. You know, that particular part and not even considering the other parts. You're just focused on that one part. Yeah. But it's very like calming and can get that tension out and doing some sort of, you know, like uh, imaginative, like inhale and then let that right. tension out. Yep. Picture, picture it leaving your fingertips and your toes or the top of your head or whatever it is, you know. Yep. There's a lot of YouTube <clears throat> videos and meditations like that. That was one of the very first things that I went I went to a therapist when I was a teenager who mm-hmm. was actually uh, a psychic. I didn't even really know that. She was in the back of the Akashic bookstore here that's not here anymore. But uh, so she worked with me on these types of things and she gave me a tape, which sounds cavemanish, <laughs> but uh, and I listened to it when I would go to bed. I had my, my Walkman and it was like that. Relax your toes and very peaceful. Mm-hmm. And, and it, I would fall asleep before I yeah. even got through most of it. But yeah, it, it those types of, of uh, things, the exercises, they help us. I try, and when I do the deep breathing, I try and picture clean air going in through my nose and then whatever I'm feeling inside coming out through my mouth. So you have right. to be honest with yourself. Are, are you feeling really anxious and upset? Mm-hmm. Then more black air is going to come out of your mouth is the right. way I see it. Right. And each breath, the air gets cleaner and cleaner that comes out of your mouth. And when the air is clean, you probably feel much better. That one helps me a lot. So. Mm-hmm couple of things that yeah might help uh let me go back to my list here okay so we did restless or tense um excessive worry yes the the anxiety seems to go hand in hand almost with the excessive worry Mm -hmm. a lot of the times yeah um lack of concentration oh yes when i'm anxious you can it's like charlie brown like people are talking to me like charlie brown i can't concentrate i can't focus it's um that's why i have to meditate and do that a lot of times before i do readings so that i can get back into that state when i communicate with animals um I a lot, and I feel this a lot with our own animals. 
I have to be relaxed. I can't be all tense and nervous. So a lot of times I'll be laying in bed and I'll hear Zuma licking or doing something and I want to tell him to stop it and I'll be like, stop it in my head. (laughs) I have to take a deep breath and I have to relax everything and I have to imagine in my head what I want him to stop doing. And I can literally feel it when I'm relaxed enough and connect with him and he stops most of the time. But if I'm sitting there all nervous and in my head saying, stop it, stop it. He's yeah. not hearing me and he's not going to do it. It's like you're throwing up your own block. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Where were we? So lack of concentration, irritability. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think that's one of probably the biggest things we notice. And we don't even realize it. Like we run into people and, and talk to people that are irritable and mm. we just think, oh, that's a mean person or, right. or something. But they could just be having really bad anxiety. Right. But people don't talk about it. Someone's not just going to come mm. up to you and go, I'm really anxious. Yeah. I've seen uh, our daughter have a couple instances where the only thing that we could do was, is breathe. We we have to stop everything and just sit here and breathe like 10 deep breaths. Mm -hmm. And that just, and that's kind of like where the moment of anxiety seems like there's no return. Yes. You have to stop everything, the talking, whatever, and just big Inhales and exhales and until you can get your heart down. Yep. Because once everything kind of slows in your body, then I think your mind has a moment to relax a little bit. It's not focusing on all these other tasks of making sure, you know, your heart rate isn't too out of this and that's not going on. But as we get older, high blood pressure. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, these are which I don't have and I'm really at this still at this point I don't which is yeah. I can't believe it cuz you know I what? feel like what I've been through in my life I yeah. should have skyrocketing well I don't blood either pressure, but you know? I think one of the reasons and and I realize this with my friend Lynn that passes you drink a lot of water and that helps the the flow of the blood yeah. and everything so that could be one reason mm-hmm. but yeah but I also think that um, because of the spiritual stuff that we do, you're not as anxious as you used to be. No. And you're not right. as anxious as a lot of people that I know. Right. So that's that helps you in that area. But right. yeah, high blood pressure runs in my family. Heart disease, mm-hmm. stroke, heart attack all runs in my family. <laughs> so like, goose fraba. <laughs> yeah, try and bring it yeah. down. Um, there was something that I was going to say. Oh, you were talking about the deep breathing. Something that I know that I, that I do, and it's a, a bad habit that I've tried to push myself out of, is a lot of times when you you tell yourself, I need to take deep breaths, I need to, to help myself like that, a lot of times you'll go, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. I'm too, I'm far past that point. Or even when you're doing yeah. it, it's not happening quick enough. You have to, yeah. that's all part of the calm, <laughs> exactly. the calming process. Yes, it takes time. It you takes have time. to fight that side of you mm-hmm. that wants to stay there. Yeah. Because... This sounds kind of insane, but in some strange way, a lot of us are familiar with anxiety. Oh, yeah. We're familiar with stress. Yep. And it can feel safe or fam- not, I don't know if it's safe, but it's familiar. Yeah. As where uncertainty of the future or the unknown is simply what it says. It's unknown. Yep. That can cause, you know, this. So I think maybe out of, Sometimes that fear, we race back to anxiety because it's familiar. 
You're right. But it's doing harm to us as our, our bodies. You yeah. Know? In that wanting to fight yourself as you're trying to calm yourself, that's the same thing as meditation. Yes. For me, a lot of times, it's like, okay, okay, great. Yeah, I have this great vision. All of a sudden, I'm like, did I remember to do the, <laughs> take that out and move that over there? And, you know, and then I'm like, stop. <laughs> and I have to stop myself. Mm-hmm. I get into like a taking control of myself. Yes. Of my mind. Yeah. And saying, you can worry about that in five minutes when we're done. Yeah. But right now, I need you to focus. So in those moments of, I don't want to, I can't do it, it's not working. Yeah. Stick with it and tell yourself, just focus. Yeah. And try this. Yep, I agree, totally. You will get there. It just, it takes that willpower, that push to just push through that that voice that's telling you, I can't do this, mm-hmm. because you can, because you will get to that point. You will. Uh, let me read a couple of other of these really quick. Let's see. We were, physical symptoms like headache or body pain. When I'm anxious, when my level of anxiety is really high, I will just be one giant headache. And mm. it's a lot of times because I clench my jaw. Yeah. Uh, feeling frazzled or overwhelmed, heart palpitations, sweating, shaking. I shake really bad when I'm nervous, um, feeling tired or weak. So there are some other yeah. symptoms that um, our listeners feel. So let's see. We have like 10 minutes left. How to help ourselves. Let's talk about that because that's really how we get past this. Um, we need to get out of our heads. And we've talked about the meditation part of it and the breathing part of it. Um, something else <clears throat> is finding something to do. Yes. Because if you're always just sitting around in your head, mm-hmm. it's not going to stop. Yeah. Put some music on and move. Do something. Get out of your own head. Right. Read a book. Read a book. Whatever Whatever helps you. Yeah. Whatever. Um, go for a walk if that helps. A lot of times I know if, if you don't have something right. actively going on in your brain, if you're just walking, that's more time to think. That's yeah. why I say listen to music. Music you enjoy. Music mm-hmm. that brings you up, that raises your vibration. And these things are redirecting your thought. Yes. Your train of thought. Yes. Uh, we talked about the deep breathing and the relaxing your shoulders and your jaw. Um, find your spiritual faith. Change your ways of thinking. Because a lot of times we are anxious because of the way that we're looking at things. We worry about the future. Yeah. And we're not supposed to. We're supposed to live in the moment. We're not supposed to live in the past or in the future. So if we have this anxiety and this worry then we're usually living in one of those two places instead of in the present. So that's another thing that I try and do is remind myself, especially at my age, because I know that my life is probably a little bit more than halfway over at this point. uh, I remind myself that every day is a blessing and that if I'm going to spend it worrying and being unhappy, I'm just pissing my life away. And that's not cool. I want to have the good memories. I want people to remember me for the happy person that I was, not for the anxious person. Yeah. The spiritual journey, like I said at the beginning, it is something that has helped. Mm -hmm. Uh, It really, really has. It's helped me to calm down. And and I suggest to anybody, um, if you're just getting started on this spiritual path, to continue. Because learning more and more about this stuff. It hasn't just helped. It's totally changed everything. It's true. And like my level of anxiety. Yes. You know, 
It has. Yeah, definitely. We still human. <clears throat> we still have anxiety. Oh, yeah. We still have all those things. But the level is much less. And I think that the other thing that we can do easier is calm ourselves, that we can stay. Stop it. Mm-hmm. You're being crazy. Like when I get into one of my anxiety kind of panic attacks type things, I think about how my life has gone. And I think about how every time that I felt like it was the end, that there was something really bad that was going to happen. Mm-hmm things changed. It's a constant roller coaster yeah. of up and down. And if we can recognize that that's what life is about, yeah. then everything's a it season. Helps. Yeah. It's a season. Everything. Yeah. yeah. We did an episode on mm-hmm. that. Enjoying the season you're in. Yeah. Staying active is really important because it releases serotonin, which makes us happy. So yeah. staying, I, I'm lecturing myself here <clears throat> on this because I'm not as active as I should be. But I know that when I am, it definitely does help my anxiety level mm-hmm. a lot. And it makes you more tired, too, which helps relax you. Sleep better. Yes. Yeah. And that actually is on here, too. Work on your sleep patterns. Mm-hmm. So I know one of the mistakes that I used to make is I used to sleep through my anxiety. When I would feel really depressed or upset, yeah. I would take a nap. I was sleeping more than I was awake. I'm sure there's a lot of people that relate to that, yeah. Yes, which makes it hard for you to actually sleep when you're supposed to be sleeping. Right. It also messes with your head. Um, so finding a normal sleep pattern, that you make fun of me because sometimes, okay, most of the time I fall asleep pretty early. But I have taken some steps to make sure that I can sleep good at night because that is really important to my mental health and to my job. Sure. So I turn my phone off usually around 730. And when I met my my family that I hadn't met before, my sister and and them, Mm. I told them, I, I said, Please know that if you message me after like seven thirty, eight o'clock, <laughs> I won't respond. And it's not that I don't like you or I'm mad at you. It's that I turn my phone off early because I need to for me. So the phone goes on, do not disturb. And the only people that could get through are you and Marina. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's really what what is I need to worry about. That's my family here. Um, so other than that, I turn it off. I don't I don't look at it. I don't go on Facebook after that. And that helps m- my eyes to relax. It helps my nervous system to relax because whether we realize it or not, social media causes us a lot of anxiety. It does. It really does. Because you might see things that upset you whatever it is, it could be news. It could be somebody that says something that you don't like. Um, It's also addictive and it it releases the same kind of dopamine. That kind of addiction I read releases the same kind of dopamine that taking drugs releases. Hmm. So it really is an addiction. Mm -hmm. So being able to say, okay, I'm going to do it maybe certain hours a day, or I'm not going to do it um, before I go to bed is a very healthy practice. Also avoiding caffeine and large meals. Yeah. I stopped drinking caffeine uh, at about six o'clock, which probably is kind of late, but it does work for me. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, you don't want all that caffeine. And then you have a large meal in there. We eat really early, too. We get made fun of for that one, mm-hmm. too. But I prefer it because I don't want to go to bed yeah. right after I eat. No. That's not good. Then it sits there. Yeah. And they, they say that if you do that, you have nightmares. I'm not sure if that's true. Like, if you go to go to bed in a full stomach i don't know if that's true but i don't remember maybe. most of my dreams period so yeah yeah uh let's see what else can we do to help our anxiety cbd 
is yeah. a great way of helping. I don't I don't know. It's not legal in all states and countries at this point, right. but um, it it does help. I give our dogs hemp mm-hmm. oil before bed, and it helps to relax them in a natural way. Yeah, it is you, very effective. Yeah, you can't overdose on it. Nope. It's not going to hurt you in any way. There's no psycho effect. No, you don't feel anything mentally most people don't realize that we have a part of our brain where it's like a cannabinoid center and we might be lacking in that area and so the cbd and even thc can can help in that area of our brain Mm -hmm. so you're not doing something bad for yourself you're actually doing something good for yourself it comes from the earth Mm -hmm. so things that come from the earth are very helpful absolutely uh yeah and and eat properly that helps too but i think really a lot of it is mind over matter it really is it's learning how to calm yourself Mm -hmm. learning what's important and what's not important what you can and can't control there's just so much that we can't control and so we just have to relinquish that that kind of um, what am, what's the word I'm looking for here? That control. We yeah. have to just allow the universe to progress our lives in the way it's supposed to, yeah. not beat ourselves up about the past. And all of these things will help us with our anxiety. It really is mind mind game with yourself. It's, yeah. it's bizarre. I read something in this that said that pretty much millennials are just balls of anxiety. That yeah. they're just... It's, just be, between social media and the the state of of life when they were growing up, they grew up a lot in the recession and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That they are constant balls of anxiety. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I also too. feel like, you know, according to my beliefs, is that you know we are all connected. Oh yeah, we are all fragments of the Creator, the Source. So we do feel each other's energy and that a lot of the anxiety in the world today is a group anxiety. Yeah. You know, when, like we're talking about the state of affairs with, you know, other countries and what is, how does that raise or lower anxiety amongst the population? Yep. I even think when certain things come along, like, uh, <clears throat> catastrophic events, how animals can sense mm-hmm. certain things. I think humans can too. I can. And we collectively will feel that anxiety. Mm-hmm. So you might feel this sort of fluctuation or notice this amongst your friends on social media. Yeah. For example, like, oh, this person seems to be going through kind of like this similar feeling or thing. Yeah. Or there seems to be a lot of loss right now, you know, Mm -hmm. this is all can affect your mind, which can raise your anxiety. Yes. And I do believe that we are connected that way and that we will feel those things throughout time together without really maybe most of us knowing what it is we're feeling or why we're feeling it. I agree. Absolutely. Yep. So. So. Let's all try and work on our anxiety a little bit this week. See if if we can bring our anxiety level down, redirect when we start to feel anxious. Mm -hmm. Um, If those panic attacks come on, do the deep breathing. Let's just see how it goes. Try it this week. Good idea. It's a good challenge for all of us. I agree. Yay. Good job. You too. 
Well, before we say goodbye to everybody, would you like to share your pay or our page also? Yes. One more time. So you can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. If you would like to message us at the show, it's spiritualjoneses at gmail.com. And on social media, you can find us at spiritualjoneses. We also have a great discussion group. We love our discussion group so much. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you. So if you would like to be a part of our discussion group, you can search on Facebook for Spiritualjoneses. Uh, the the show spiritual philosophy chatter with the Joneses discussion group. I also post every week. I post the show on our page, right. and I post the discussion group link. So when the topic comes up, there there's the link underneath there. So join us yes. because it really helps us to put the show together, and we have a great community of people right. that that love each other and are comfortable with each other. Yeah, and we want to chat not just with her and I here together, but include you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. So, very cool. Hey, and then you, sir. Yes, for my art, one more time, djonesartcollection.com for the web, at djonesartcollection for Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Yay. And that's all I got. Fabulous. Well, we hope everybody got something out of this. Um, it is always good to kind of even revisit these topics for myself because it's something that, depending on what's happening in life, I may or may not have to deal with. Yep. So. I'm, I can deal with I'm dealing with it right now so yeah. I'm going to work on it this yeah. week yep. we hope everybody has a great week that we do until next week peace and love